millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's always trying to find the right button. There's a lot of different buttons to press, but I've hit the right one. We're recording now. Hello, Mr. Jules Gill. Hello. I'm good. Thank you very much, mate. I'm uh, fresh off the back of supporting yet another game that I really, really rated that had a disastrous launch window. Fantastic. First it's Cyberpunk, and now it's Hitman 3, apparently. <laughs> when I said this to you yesterday, one yes. of these days, I'm going to pick a game that will actually have a smoother launch as the actual game plays in the review thing. I play oh. in this isolated bubble where like it, stuff, <laughs> stuff doesn't go wrong, like having all of these like rollouts and having tons of issues. So when people come back and say, oh, this game's rubbish, this is your fault, I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> the game is fundamentally you're, you're fine. You're doing very well. You're over on the, the PC master race. Everything's working well. RTX, whatever that stuff is. Have no idea. Spreadsheets and all that. And two then, for two at the moment. Know, two for yeah, two. Cyberpunk played beautifully for you. Hitman 3 beautifully for you. Whereas for the rest of us, just couldn't get on it. Hitman 3 was dead for 24 hours for most of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. This thing, I didn't even sign up for an <laughs> IO account because I'd already imported all my stuff across before the thing went live. So I was like, oh, okay, I've got no issue with this. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry. Right. This is not the point no, no, of the conversation. It's not, it's nothing to do with the, uh, the reviewer side. I think it was just insane that they had an external website you had to go on to make an io account to carry across oh, your xp just who what madness was that but whatever it's over now it all works <laughs> i think i managed to get my progress across last night um and, and hitman 3 is brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah. game love it um anyway though um as always uh yes i'm scott tailford your half host whatever i am different name every week doesn't matter joined by jules gill hello everyone diving in to uh take <clears throat> questions from the take shop thanks everybody to sending all your questions in wait wait, wait um, scott, scott scott what, what is this what shall we do oh you're not wrong you be <laughs> Every time we do this, it never, one of the audios cancels the other one out, but at some point we'll have some sort of crowd chant (laughs) or something. I think we're um, debuting new music this week as well, but we'll have to wait and see whatever happens. What we need is like um, that the WWE crowd just being like, UBP, UBP, (laughs) and then we come in like to fanfare, like, yeah. Something like the um, the Uga Chaka song from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Something that has a bit of of Chaka. But um, anyway, the uh, the take off is just the name for all the questions that people send in there's a bunch from last week the week before things that have carried over but we try and get to as many as possible um first question although a comment from a lovely mr dave p who says no question just wanted to say i really enjoy the show and look forward to whatever gets dragged out of the hashtag take trough so thank Aww. you very much for listening thank you mate beautiful stuff next actual question from schmance schmilliamson who says <laughs> what's your favorite <laughs> what's your favorite pokemon uh blue red yellow gold silver also is peanut butter and jelly really not a thing over there they're from pennsylvania 
Right. Okay. Let's address the elephant right. in the room with this peanut and peanut butter and jelly. Like it, jelly is jam thing. for one thing. Jelly, yeah, jelly is jam, but it's actually not in a weird way because our confectionery, like our um, preserves, mm-hmm. are slightly different to their jellies. Like theirs is very overtly manufactured, whereas our jam has like actual like crushed strawberries and stuff like that. And it's more fruit based than their syrupy based. This one. is a more in depth um, preserve <laughs> knowledge question than I thought you would. But know. I will. But I will hands down tell you that PB and J or PB and J jam as it is over here does exist it is alive and well do not worry about it it's just not as big as some I, other amazing sandwich combinations such as uh, peanut butter and marmite and hot sauce like i keep banging on about you, you mm, you've mentioned this weird hot sauce i just don't i think that's a big troll i think you're trying to get people to try this insane thing the um the peanut butter jelly jam madness though i've never seen that for sale is that something that you've handcrafted no 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 you, you, don't, you don't get in the mix i mean scott come on man you got to think of like the the, the oil-based nature of peanut butter sitting on top <laughs> of a jelly no no you're mad man so is that because i to to flip it back around, I've not, I mean, I've been to America, been in New York, been to New Orleans, brilliant. Didn't have a PB&J sandwich or see it or anything. Is that just something that two people, people have combined these two things and now it's like a thing as opposed yeah, to something yeah. that you buy? At some point, somebody was just like, do you want a peanut butter sandwich or do you want a jam sandwich? And this little kid turned around with a little <laughs> Machiavellian smile on his face and was like, why not both, mother? And then they were just like, and then she was just like, uh, right, okay, this is this is." Well, you're grounded, but yeah, you're you grounded. Take, take your peanut butter and your jam and you try and make that work. And he did. He's yeah, he managed did. to bring it, it together. Ima- imagine if he was able to, um, uh, to patent it, you know, like the Hershey's one, <laughs> the classic chocolate and uh, peanut butter combination. They've mm-hmm. managed to kind of pattern that. You think of that brand when you eat it. If somebody had stepped forward and said, this is my brand, this yeah. is it, this is the peanut butter and jelly. Because peanuts just belongs to Monopoly. It's not like, it's not yeah. like a thing, although the TV show peanuts, but anyway. Mate, the, no, um, no, they, they've got Mr. Peanuts over in, in America as well. There is literally a Mr. <laughs> peanuts. Like if you go around eating peanuts, he's just like, oh, <laughs> those are my kids. <laughs> you can't be getting too carried away. In terms of favorite pokemon though my mind always goes to charizard i was always in awe of him mm. across the original tv show um couldn't believe ash couldn't tame him for so long and i was so grateful so happy what he did so for mine it's always going to be charizard it's the one that i was working towards in pokemon go it took me like two years of walking to get enough candies for him oh. but i've done it i've done it did you have the card the trading card back in the day yes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The shiny. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, the shiny one. The shiny one's the best one. Um, I uh, would have to say uh, Hitmonchan. Absolutely Ooh. loved him. Oh, uh, I tell you what. Manky as well. Tell yeah. you what, I might rescind my Charizard as much as I just talked about my you entire childhood. Your childhood dream I know, home. I know, but also Hitmon Lee. I mean, you're not wrong. When you said Hitmon Chan, that reminded me of Hitmon Lee. And I, if we're going to put a poll out, kicks versus punches, kicks all the way, mate. Oh, yes. It's Hitmon Chan, Kickmon Lee. Kickmon Chan? Hitmon Chan is the what, punch what, one. Yeah, one of the, the, like, one. the, uh, the, uh, the boxing one is yeah. just the one is the, is the best, hands down. I just think he's really oh. cool. Oh. Oh, Hitmon Lee. Hitmon, okay. Will Akoi, we'll hand this over to social media. <laughs> Hitmon Chan or Hitmon Lee. I'm going to go team Hitmon Lee. I don't want to hashtag. I'm going to get in touch. I don't know how you want to do it. Add that to next week's take trough. Hitmon Chan versus Hitmon Lee. Um, next question from Willie Array. I think regular regular listener, Mr. Willie Array. A few different nice. questions from Big Will. So um, thank you very much. Um, favorite, <laughs> Big Willie in the house. Big Willie in the house. Um, favorite Platinum Games title. If you fancy it, make it a top three. Well, I do fancy it, oh, Mr. Let, Willie Right. Okay. Are we going to do a meta list? Are we doing a yes. list within a. Okay, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. are we allowing ourselves to include Clover Game Studio titles as well? Because Ooh. they were, obviously they did, they were Clover Studios, but then the majority of them became Platinum Games. True. I guess, I mean, I would say stuff that was released under the Platinum Games umbrella, ah, just to keep it as Platinum Games stuff. I mean, you're writing off uh, Viewpoint, what, what, what would you God Hand? Yeah. 
you're missing out. Like God Hand, like is so underrated. It's criminal. True. But, there's but, uh, weirdly, I'm I'm going through Resident Evil Six right now. Don't ask me why. I don't oh, know. I, I it was hate you, man. I hate you. <laughs> it was literally. It was on sale. It was six pounds. I never got past the opening of it oh. back when it first came out. But, I have a bone to pick with you, by the yeah. way, friend. How dare you, after all of our chats together, after all of our absolute bitching and whining about huh? the state of Capcom around that time, yes. for you to go out and put on Resident Evil 6 was always good, you cowards, as a video. I tell you what, mate, I was hey, fizzing. I was that, fizzing. That was before I had actually got back to it. That was from Ben, Roy, and Josh. That was because, one, Josh has always been a fan, but he's a oh, slight God. mad lad. <laughs> he, was, he was always like, oh, no, it was always great, lads. And then Ben Roy was like, oh, it was always some charming stuff. The, the action's really good and whatever else. And it was like, hey, if you just sort of approach it as this, you know, general action thing, discard the fact it's meant to be a horror game. Discard the entire IP and what it was supposed <laughs> to be. It's a solid enough third-person shooter with a few zombies. So, um, um, there was that whole side of it, but it was a complete blazing tire fire at the time. I do think it's fun now, though. I think it's terrible, but terribly fun because the yeah. industry just doesn't make those games anymore. Um, anyway, though, in yeah, terms of, um, I was gonna. The reason I mentioned it, RE6, is because the Jake stuff in there reminds me of God Hand, as if they're oh, sort of bringing a yeah. little bit of like arcadey over shoulder punchy stuff. Yeah, God Hand did it, it is, so much better, but yeah. Uh, well, God Hand did it in a very weird way. It is an odd mm. game through and through, but Punching unfortunately, dudes the sky. like you're saying, it can't count in this Platinum Games list. So what we're we looking at, we're looking at Wonderful 101, yep. looking at uh, Vanquish. Um, was Oh yeah, Bayonetta. Was a Kami release? Um, under, or was that Clover? Yeah. I, I mean, um, I think Bayonetta feels like a lifetime ago. My, the thing is, when you said, what's your favorite Platinum game? Mine uh, is always Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Rising oh, Revengeance. So good. I just it love how so ridiculous good. that game is and how much um, Platinum Studios were just like, let's just do all the Kojima stuff cranked. Let's have a, a yeah. half an hour cutscene of yeah. um, Senator Armstrong and have Raiden spin a Metal Gear Ray over the horizon. Like, just give me all that stuff. I Mate, love Revengeance. When that music kicks in, when you're running up the Metal Gear <laughs> at the very beginning, you slice it in half and it's just in time of the music. It's proper like, like K-Rock. Oh, it's like, it's, it's so like everything. empowering and cheesy. I love that game. To Maximum cheese. I think I would Vanquish that- would be in there as well. Top three. Vanquish, uh, this is the thing. I've got, I've got a very, I love Vanquish undeniably, but it is, it's, it's cheesy. It's a bit shallow. <laughs> like, I, like mechanically, it's, it's fine. And graphically, it's still it amazing to look at, but it's just, I'd say that I probably got more out of the wonderful 101 than that, mm. just because of the fact that it was such a unique idea and I enjoyed the drawing aspect as well. I, I think that that's probably, even though my heart wants to say it's Vanquish, One Four One Hundred One will probably get the best mechanically and well-developed game. I'm just I've, that Transformers game that they did as well, which was absolutely banging. The, yeah, the Transformers game is surprisingly solid. You can't buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. If you downloaded it, you still have what? it, but you can't. Yeah, it's it, it's not it's it's not for sale anymore. They had like a whole cleansing thing where they got rid of Transformers and they got rid of the TMNT game that they did, and um, neither of them ah. are on sale anymore. But ah. Transformers Devastation, um, I don't know what you call the TMNT game, but the Devastation game was like a love letter to nineties or yeah, eighties nineties Transformers, the ones that we grew up with yeah, all, yeah all the best the ones <laughs> not the michael bay ones yeah and um and that stuff was cool um also near automata like obviously and oh, I, I must i must shout out astral chain from 2019 because i feel like nobody played that game and it has you know one what, of the mate, coolest I played that either oh it's one of the cool it's only on switch and um, it has one of the coolest control schemes ever where you're moving with the left stick and you're moving this like um this giant chain with the right stick so you're wrapping it around dudes as you're running in one direction okay. you're pointing it out with the right stick to wrap around dudes and then there's different combos and stuff done with that um, and you can also use it as like a catapult like you might want to anchor it to someone else and then get back in the middle and fire yourself at something else um nice. it's really really cool and um yeah astral chain is absolutely badass i did that in like two settings um nice. it's so cool and it never gets mentioned so i think for my top three it would be astral chain um vanquish and metal gear rising 
Cool. Yeah, I probably would take Vanquish, Metal Gear Rising as my two, and then change Waterfall one on one for the top spot. Be beautiful. Platinum. I mean, Platinum are like they're doing so. I want to see whatever the next thing that they do is. We're getting Ghostwire Tokyo, but I want another. Mm-hmm. There's that um that thing with the floaty swords. They showed a trailer for it, but I forget what it's called. The thing with the floaty swords. The the that's the name swords. of the. That's the name of the game. <laughs> floaty sword man. Um, <laughs> Next question from Rex Wolfley. Uh, what game, in your opinion, has flawless controls? Personally, I've always looked at Super Metroid as the gold standard in this regard. We did oh, just speak about Platinum games. That is, yeah, but doesn't mean that they're perfect. Like no. Flawless controls means that at every single given time, you feel like you are direct one-to-one responsible for you know your what, avatar's do you know actions. What, do you know what is? And I, I don't know why this is such a controversial take, but mine would be Doom Eternal. Because I think... Why would that uh, be a controversial take? Well, it's just, a very Doom liquid, Eternal smooth, has, a, has a weird reputation now. Like, a lot of people seem to have bounced off the whole, like, full-blown arcade mentality that they put into Eternal. Like, giant floating power-ups and the platforming yeah. sections. Yeah. And just complete synergy with with a control scheme that, for me, completely worked. And I was like, man, we need to invent a whole new star above five for how incredible this thing feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people, like, if you don't get in the groove of that game or you can't kind of vibe with how much it's throwing at you, because um, it does want to dance. If you can't keep up with it, you're just going to get flattened. And I, I totally yeah. get that. Um, and a couple of times I had that at the beginning where I was like, this is a mess. Um, but it was my fault. I wasn't using the armor stuff. I wasn't getting in, doing a flamethrower, taking the armor power-ups and then keeping going, yeah, making yeah, sure yeah. I was using <clears throat> everything they threw at you. So once I got that down, I was like, no, this is actually masterful. It's just that I need to use everything all the time. Like mine would be Doom Eternal but with a well, bullet. You'll, you'll be pleased to hear that I'm actually, uh, one of my downloaded games, because I was telling you that was having a break yes. from painting and I was doing yes. that is Doom Eternal. So I'm actually about to start playing it because I'm it's weaning wonderful. myself off of Hitman 3 at the moment because I've completed all the levels and done a load of challenges and I want to have a bit of a palette cleanse and Doom mm-hmm. Eternal seems to be like it's going to be that for me. Doom is, I mean, you like thrash metal, noise metal, I heavy things indeed. like myself. And Doom Eternal is is that entire mentality. It's the middle of a mosh pit where your hearing goes and everyone just whacks into you all at once. Nice. It's that made into a game um, with a really like banging soundtrack. But yeah, it's, it's super intense. I think that will be my shout for Flawless Controls. Can um, you beat me? Flawless Controls, um, I would say simplicity, effectiveness, and also brutal crushing difficulty on Miami. Oh, shout. <laughs> I just I just I just think that like it's so one-to-one with whatever your movements are. And yeah, mm. it does get a bit of getting used to, but once you're in the mix of things, it <clears throat> flows so beautifully together mm. that you just you it becomes an extension of your body. And I love the way that you can just like you're moving, ducking, weaving, moving, attacking all the time. It's like it is a frenetic, chaotic blood rush of a game the music too i mean that that game was mm-hmm. the thing that got me into synthwave music and i've, I've never left yeah. that mode but the like that music only makes you play faster and play more like efficiently hotline's so good dude there's only yeah two it of is them, it really so is good. i'm surprised that they've um stopped at two yeah they, they've got um i don't think what you call the dudes that made it but it was like denaton games made up of two different guys and right. um they're doing one of those guys announced a new game but said it would shock a lot of people or something he's like it's not what you'll expect so i think he's gonna do like a walking sim or something right something okay completely, yeah, something completely peaceful um but yeah i mean they did the first two and then they didn't want to be known as the hotline miami guys so they sort That's of like killed it off at the end of two um to be fair, yeah. around that time a load of like um imitators were sort of coming yeah. along as well so it probably was good to sort of set the genre and then leave it mm-hmm. plus like two was sort of a little bit divisive like all the reliance on guns and stuff and ranged combat which i was yeah. fine with but yeah. like yeah i get that um next question from logan Yenser: what is the what is your least favorite game in your favorite video game franchise so i guess it's just what what let you down in an okay, overall well, solid I, franchise guess we have to go back to the uh <coughs> dynasty warriors uh franchise don't we? i mean like, like hands down like i unashamedly love this uh-huh. um and now i'm just trying to think of the worst oh it's it's got to be 
Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors 6, I okay. believe is the correct one. I might be wrong. Correct me, fans, if I'm wrong with this one. But they um, basically, they went through for like five iterations of the game and they mm-hmm. honed down their craft. I mean, one was obviously very different from two. But apart from that, they got the whole sort of like one warrior taking on hordes of bad guys approach. It was like building, building, building. They're adding new characters, new weapons in. But it got to the point where people are starting to think, oh, it's a bit stagnant now. Like, what mm. else can you do? So what uh, Koei Tecmo decided to do was completely reinvent the wheel, um, give every single character almost the same move set, and you unlocked new moves the bigger your combo. And it uh. reset a ton of characters, redesigned all of them, gave Lu Bu, who is <laughs> iconic in the He's franchise. He's the boat guy, right? No, 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 I, that's Huang Guy. He's a ledge. He's of a, course. Um, um, so Lubu is the giant towering warrior. He's meant to be like, he's all like in all black armor. He's got a okay. massive halberd. He's like the boss to beat and he's hard as absolute nails. The game right. always tells you of this. They decided for some reason to take away his iconic halberd weapon that's like, looks amazing mm-hmm. and gave him two weird like... Um, jewel-ended daggers that he forms a cross shape with. Okay. It's so, it was stuff like that that just ruined stuff for, for like long-term fans. That and, um, unlocking yeah. moves based on combos, that's a great idea. Like the idea that you can't, you need to master idea. it to get everything else. Yeah, it's a good idea in in uh, in principle, but the problem is, is that when you're <clears> fighting <throat> hordes and hordes of enemies and you've only got a basic string of combos that then has to be unlocked by doing better, like it, oh, it got draining real quick. <laughs> it was like, like my least favorite one. Right, I would like something like that in like a, in a Platinum game or in Devil May Cry or something like that. The idea of that, like you see someone in a walkthrough or whatever doing some crazy move and it's like, well, if only I could pull off a 120 hit combo, I could get yeah. that. Like, that's yeah. kind of cool. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. 
Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, for me, it would be, um, I would rack in my brain for this. I think it would actually be Legacy of Kane Defiance. Because um, really? I, I love Legacy not, of Kane so much. <laughs> that is not part of this franchise. <laughs> we do not speak of that. That's the that's the born legacy of uh, of this series. <laughs> but yeah, Legacy of Kane, like love Soul River. I even love Blood Omen. I know Blood Omen plays completely differently. Blood Omen mm -hmm. 1 and 2 completely play differently to each other. But Defiance felt like them chasing God of War. Um, and it should have yeah. been brilliant. I remember the tease. It was like, you're going to play as Raziel and Kane. And it's going to be this like back and forward thing. And this, the story is really good. The voice acting is obviously always incredible. Um, but I just didn't like the way it played. And because they came after um, God of War, um, that was just such a high bar or such a great sort of kinetic feel the God of War and then Defiance just felt a bit naff and um, mm -hmm. just a bit sort of like the animations weren't there you couldn't chain stuff together as well although I do love telekinetically grabbing dudes as Kane <laughs> and just hanging them on spikes around the levels that was cool um, but yes next question from Tom Watson um, what truly defines a good egg the strength of its shell or the size of its yolk for me it's the one that I work with every Friday that I love very much lol Thank you very much, mate. Um, <laughs> a good egg. Uh, is it the size or the insides? That is a big question because you could say like, oh, an like, like an ostrich egg would feed you for an entire day, you know, just like <laughs> munch away on it. But would you get a bit sick of its claggy nature? Probably. Hmm. I mean, that's more of a variable because your you know, propensity for egg endurance might will differ person to person. Yeah, that, that's someone true. might love that. Therefore, that is a perfect egg. But at least yeah. there is enough to satisfy even the person who only wants a tiny amount of egg. I think that the perfect I think that the perfect egg is like the childhood egg. Like <laughs> you know the ones where you get home and yeah, like your parents have made you a little like boiled egg and you've got the little soldiers next to it. Yeah, and, you, and you get the little teaspoon and you crack it on the top and you maybe put a little bit of salt in it, just a little <laughs> spice up a bit. And then that, that first dip in, that's the perfect egg. That oh my god, if we if we did lists on eggs, like sort of like you know, eggs that never got past their initial <laughs> opening levels, it's it's the first dip because it's the first <laughs> one is the best and it's downhill from there. And yeah. uh, and I totally agree. I got a, a Spider-Man Miles Morales egg cup holder for Christmas. Nice. Um, from my wife um a little a little little mini miles that's sort of like you know what i mean with the egg egg man spider-man spider-man <laughs> it was a great time and yeah. um, but having a, having then had a lot of dippy eggs over the holidays i yeah kind of test that the first dip is always the best and there's nothing else better um i will say though that i think it's the size of the yolk although you'll never get that if the if the shell is crap yeah, that's so, true. That's a tough I don't know. question there. It's a bit of both. Thank you for the thank you for the insightful <laughs> question there. It's uh, allowing us to have a lot of introspective thought. Yeah, just you, you got to get the nuance of the egg. <laughs> Next question from the gaming nuke: Will we ever get another another game like Red Faction Guerrilla, where you could literally destroy anything and everything? It that was, was so fun. much fun and made sense within the story, and it gave you so many more options for different playstyles. Um, funnily enough, I just I didn't include Red Faction Guerrilla, but I just did a list on uh, games that the industry doesn't make anymore, and I remember. Did we we mentioned this last week? The idea of um, you know, games 
teams that used to have so much fun with physics and psyops yeah, and conspiracy, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, we're the idea about of, havoc physics, weren't we? Yeah, havoc physics. Like, yeah. And I guess this is kind of in that similar vein, but the idea of completely wiping out an environment that hasn't been done probably since Red Faction, all the geomod stuff. I guess at a push, you could maybe class the uh, Rainbow Six Siege games as bit, trying yeah. out because obviously shooting through walls is like a is like a big thing on mm -hmm. that. But no one really uses uh, this. Oh, actually, no. I tell you what, the last but last group to do it, and I would consider to do it well, mm. was Battlefield Three or Four, the one that tried to pioneer that Levolution oh, gimmick. God, yeah. Like it was like on paper. <laughs> It was utterly brilliant because they mm. showed off that um, uh, level that was on like a desert island and then there was like a storm coming in mm. and then it had like a massive tsunami and like wiped out half the island and yeah, yeah. changed that. Or you could like knock down a building in one of them and it would completely change that. I thought that was a brilliant idea. They had so mm. much fun with it and it made the online battle so much more unpredictable because even if you were losing uh, quite badly in some areas, you might be able to topple like something over mm -hmm. to create new things for you to your team to regroup. Like that was fantastic. So... I think that's the closest that we've got in years to it uh, ever coming close to. Yeah, that, that, that like whole evolution thing. I guess like games where you can 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 completely wipe out the environment. Like you can do a bit of that in Minecraft, but it would take you ages. Mm. It wasn't necessarily yeah, part true. of the mechanics like Red Faction. But um, yeah, the Battlefield stuff, like Battlefield 1, I remember like running down, it was in that um, territories or whatever it was called mode where you were like, you know, a, a mass, like running forward as a giant group or whatever. Yeah. And this whole bomb just landed in front of us, made a giant crater in the ground. And then we all used it as cover, um, so which was cool. really cool. And I was like, if you could do more stuff like that i would really like it um i don't think anybody played that game though um what was the one it was called like um fracture i think the third person one where you would raise and lower the environment oh, i think it was called that sounds familiar but i don't i've never played it but it, i do remember reading about that i think it was called fracture yeah like you could <laughs> i just googled like it. you could just build like a wall in front of you effectively yeah. to protect you. and it was That's like you could like cool. like raise up stuff to make cover it just but the, everything else around it was like space marine 101 and it just didn't Classic. work it was, it was right it's 2008 it was right at the end of like post halo 3 boom and everything yeah um but yeah i mean I, I would love that stuff i love physics and games give me more of those things um a question from Stee: uh what console have you had the worst luck with uh for example they're on their third ps4 at the moment oh no that's <laughs> that unlucky man that sucks i hope that you've been able to uh like replace them without any issues because mm. there's nothing worse than having to shell out for another console <laughs> if it breaks i went uh, through um i didn't go through multiple ps2 units but they kept replacing the laser disc i played the ps2 more than anything else ever and it just kept breaking like the guy uh, i used to go back to there was this store in the northeast of uh england and the guy was literally like you're playing it too much like he was literally like, you're wearing out the laser you're wearing out the motors um, it wasn't designed to be played this constantly um and it's just going to be a case of replacing the uh, the laser disc thing over and over again the laser reader thing yeah. um and i was just like cool here's my pocket money i'm gonna keep playing it that's what i'm doing <laughs> so um yeah mine would be the ps2 but it was it was my fault but it was just that i just i just hammered the living hell out of it Mine is going to be a blast from the past here. It's the nice. Sega Game Gear. Um, oh, I've had a Game and Gear. My, my luck is very simple in the fact that I just never had enough batteries to feed <laughs> the beast. I would take it on like uh, car trips with me and like my parents when we'd be going like around the country or something mm. like that. You know, the classic holiday at Butlins, you know, the <laughs> absolute steamer fest that was Butlins Minehead. Um, I think never like could, I mean, I um, have seen them. I played one like a video game expert yeah. thing, but I never owned one myself. But like the battery life just always seemed to be the biggest flaw like out oh, the gate. I, 
it wasn't it, the thing is it wasn't technically mine it was my dad's and he just right. let me play on it for a bit and like i remember just like we'd get in the car i'd be playing it we'd like almost like drive around the corner i'd be like oh it's dead dad he's like he'd be like throwing me batteries like behind <laughs> like just like feed it feed it feed Reload. it and, and it was just like it was just i always get like to a certain point in certain games like i remember playing like uh, through like the sonics and stuff like that and just mm. being like oh i've got to a brand new bit Pew. It's like cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that thing was like the those furtive days of like mobile gaming, like mobile fully like the N gauge, like the version of Tomb Raider that was on the N gauge, just horrible. Right, anyone at school who tried to convince me that the N gauge (laughs) was a decent phone and gaming console, just no, it really wasn't. It was wrong. That yeah, all those times before smartphones, where like all those like exams trying to get something like Tomb Raider working on a phone, which is hilarious. Um, next question from David Lander: With the huge success of Doom as a pure, a more pure shooter, should Mm -hmm. Wolfenstein? lean heavier into its stealth origins like the 1981 to 1984 titles to give it a distinct difference well this is the thing a lot of people um i would say didn't enjoy the new colossus as much as they did uh the first rebooted yeah the new order sorry yeah the new order came out and then it was what was the one after it it was new order was like the yeah colossus is the one that is two essentially is the one yeah so so, yeah i'll just i'll just say one and two for simplicity Mm -hmm. just in case my brain won't remember it um (laughs) so uh when two came out it advertised itself as being much more uh run and gun heavy and like really like action focused Mm -hmm. and i felt that it lost quite a lot because then the gameplay didn't actually reflect that mentality like you were told bum rush these people shoot them all it's right. like but you can't take hits yep. and your skills aren't near nowhere near as powerful enough as like the doom slayer but people coming into that were almost sold that wolfenstein was the doom slayer but with yeah. nazis and i was like okay cool that was a bit of false advertising i feel going forward it was so a I weird do, power dynamic yeah yeah i do feel that they need to differentiate themselves a bit from it because they're either going to live in doom's shadow with mm. wolfenstein and people will expect that because it's like meant to be of the same ilk because they keep advertising it the same mm-hmm. or it will fail because people will just be like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. So it was such a weird, it's so strange. Cause I, I adore <clears throat> Wolfenstein too, like the new classes, but it is, I did feel that going through it where I was like, man, I'm getting shot from across the map. I'm just dying yeah. over and over again. I'm meant to be this big dual wielding shotgun badass and I can't be. But then also in the story, BJ is like so broken and so beaten down mm. and like so done with everything. And when you get the, when the body gets switched, let's say, and yeah. after that, you immediately have way more health. You immediately yeah, have way which more is, endurance. Which is brilliant. I get then that, I was like, oh, is that intentional? They, they want you to feel what it's like to come back and get this new like bio-augmented body thing. And but I quite problem, like that. But, the yeah. problem with it is, is that while I admire their storytelling chops in terms mm. of like to try and make you feel powerful and like that you've switched and that you've upgraded yourself in mm. effect, the problem was is that this game was sold as a power fantasy. Yeah, it was about yeah. killing Nazis and them not being able to put up any much as much as a word against you. Mm-hmm. But this, it didn't reflect that. So for the most part, I felt like I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm not enjoying <laughs> this as much as I should be. It's a hell of a risk. I think that they do sort of flatten you for the first half. And then the mm. second half is this big escapist crazy thing where your wife's covered in blood with her twin pistols and everything. Oh, yeah, that's and mad. there's all that. Just... And it's like, I get that like, for me, like I said, I love to, but it is a huge risk to just literally make it play like hell for like the first half. The thing is, they're set, they've set themselves up really well for the third one, because obviously mm. we're going into the new revolution. Like that, we we end things in the second game with uh, America being called to arms. And mm. we, you have this really interesting thing where going into three, it's going to be a civil war because you're going to have the Nazis on the one side, but you're also going to have the, um, the, the American people who have been brainwashed to fight alongside them mm-hmm. and your ever-growing ragtag bunch of like... Um, the rebels. Uh, it'd be rebels. Uh-huh. And I think that it could make for a really interesting dynamic if they... Uh, 
applied a bit more subterfuge and uh, like stealth, like uh, yeah. the question was asking us, because it's an outnumbered thing. And it's only mm. when you start turning the tide, maybe you can have some like light RTS uh, things of like, I want you to attack this area and do this and then move in with it as like one concentrated well, they unit. That had, can make it really good. In Wolfie 2, they kind of had that thing where like you had the over map, the overview map thing, and you could drop yes. in and take out a specific commander. If they tied that into some overall power struggle thing, that's how you open up the final mission or something like that. That'd be kind yeah. of cool. Maybe if do they, Mass Effect 3 style thing. If they did um, that sort of drop in, drop out areas of the map, taking over districts of, mm. the, of America, combined with um, uh, Shadow of Middle Earth's uh, Nemesis system. Yes. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I, I just want to see more Nemesis system stuff in I'm everything. I'm surprised it's not taken off. It should have been like, everywhere. We did have a yeah. question about that, actually, but I think it's way further down. And we're going to have a time, but it was it's, oh. a, it's a cool mechanic. Um, next question that I've got down, though, is uh, Stuart, Mr. Stuart, Deadly Premonition. Mr. Mr. Stuart, Stuart to you. Just yeah, just Stuart. Uh, so it says Mr. Stuart working through the working through their back catalogue, and they have Witcher Three, Persona Five Royal, and Red Dead Redemption Two to play through, and um, with them all being very long games and weekly. <laughs> yeah. I know, with them all being long games and weekly playtime being limited, which order should they play through them in? So it's Witcher uh, Three, Persona Five, and Red Dead Two. At That's least- a big one. Oh, well, with Persona That's Five, if, if, is it Persona Five Royale? Yes, Royal? Royal, yeah. Okay, um, so That's even bigger to be honest. I watched uh, Gerard Khalil's uh, video, The Completionist. Mm. Um, he did, said that it was a 500-hour journey. <laughs> regular, um, regular. I mean, I'm over 100 uh, hours, five. and I just got the final party member. I went back yeah. to Persona 5 three years, well, almost four years now later, um, over the holidays, to be like, right, I'm going to finally finish this game. I love the soundtrack. And they put all the soundtracks on Spotify. So I was like, yeah. no, damn it, I'm going to finish Persona 5. And picked up my 80-hour save and kept going. And then was like, oh, there's two. There's another um, party member for me to get. I didn't even get the full party set. So I've just... <laughs> got the woman that's dressed like robin hood or whatever she's yeah it's I, thing. I find i find that that's like it's a great game but the um it definitely sort of like dips the longer it goes on like your enthusiasm yeah. is definitely curbed by the game's own mechanics mm-hmm. however starting with royale you're going to have a much easier time because they've added in tons of like quality of life improvements such as baton passing being like in the game from the beginning not something you have to unlock through bloody social like quest stuff oh, yeah. so i'd say that that's the best version to play mm-hmm. red dead redemption 2 you'll have a fantastic time but again it's a real slow burner so intermittent See, playing might not reward it i don't know for me it's i would do i would honestly do red dead 2 first because like they're all witcher 3 and persona 5 are, are bigger you're gonna <clears throat> need to see more of those of all those yeah. games to get everything out of it and um, mm. red dead 2 you can just mainline the main missions and you'll get what red dead 2 is like you can spend so. time in there and there's great um the honor missions you can do there's different side characters and stuff if you want them i guess he says like weekly playtime is limited so you could sort of just do a mission or go check out a character um, yeah. each week or whatever and um, but for me persona 5 and witcher are like these worlds that reinforce the story way more i guess red dead 2 kind of does but i just feel like the cutscene direction and stuff in red dead 2 the the character building is it, you get that all through the main thread anyway I guess I'm just thinking more sort of like if you're partitioning time off to play mm. games, then Persona 5 might work out better because you have that calendar day thing. So you go, right, that, I'm, just yeah. do, I'm just going to do a week today. I'm just going to mm-hmm. play for a week and then not, not a week in real life, mm-hmm. but um, like a week in game time. And you'll like go, oh, cool. Right. Now I can go off and do that. Yeah. You chip away a week at a time. You probably do. All right. That's true. I mean, the only the um, equivalent to that in Witcher would be like doing a few of the question marks or maybe doing like a yeah, big, true, one of the main true. missions. But the Persona is probably there. the... Persona is the best shout to segment game time because then you the, the Morgana makes you go to bed all yeah. the time. Anyway. Ah, not not so much now in um, Royale. Uh, well, not because... for me. Every time I'm just like, hey, can I just sort of make a few potions, make a few lockpick? No, you got to go to bed. 
you're you're, you're gonna hate it mate because like royal <laughs> is like is the definitive version it's much much better like in terms of all the quality of life fixes they put in and to the point where if you started it again you might be able to catch up with your 80 hour save in just like 40 like hours like it, it would like halve it like that's what i've heard it's just that they put in because you have like sp which is like the the sort of mana points type thing for yeah. your magic spells and stuff and once that runs out uh, unless you have one specific but item in the original thing. persona 5 yeah you've got to just leave the dungeon and come back later but they added that in royal in royal where it's like yeah. oh, you can just get it back and i'm like oh yeah. Why couldn't you do a Hitman it, 3, make an external website, and let me carry my progress across? <laughs> it's Why the same not? with um, uh, the bullets as well. You get less bullets in the game, but you get replenished every single battle. The, the, I, I mean, know, I know, I know. I'm lost for words, I am, Jules Gill. This is clearly a much better game. Why didn't they just call it <laughs> Persona 5 FU Edition, you idiots? Oh, Why do no, you it, no it, is, it is FU Edition in one aspect, because they uh, believe it or not, this definitive ultimate edition <laughs> with dlc that you have to buy to buy to expand to it oh okay no, not just i know you can't see this guys but his face <laughs> dropped when i said that I just, it's, it's another 50 <sighs> quid on top of it if you want to get all the dlc I mean, I, I had this before with Persona 4 because I started that for ages and then went back and got the one on the Vita that I'm going through Golden, golden that I'm yeah. going through now. And um, oh, it's just Atlas. If you did, if you weren't so lovely, like if you didn't make such lovely games, <laughs> they'd be hated for this stuff. Yeah. But at least it's a worthwhile re-release. Um, yeah. So yes, and um, thanks to everybody for sending all the questions and we had a nice lovely batch of stuff. Um, the rest of them I'll roll into next week's so the take trough, just ever expanding, um, carrying things forward. Um, for now though, this has been the Untitled Banter podcast, UBP, UBP, UBP. And I've been Scott Tilford, your host slash thing, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. And catch you guys next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.